brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to GVN Interviews. My name is Mike Vaughn and I am so excited because I have Lynn Griffin here who was in the cult film Black Christmas, one of my all-time favorites. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so jumping right in, uh, I'd love to hear about like how you uh, were cast in this film and what your uh, in your first impressions of the film was um i i had just a, a regular kind of audition however at the time i was working at the stratford shakespeare festival in canada doing shakespeare so i didn't have much connection to horror films at all anyway i came in and i auditioned for it now i think I don't know whether I'm going to use these because they're, I can hear you now. Can I talk to me, Mike? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Sorry about that. Um, so I didn't have much connection uh, with film particularly or with horror because I was doing mainly theater. So, but I think I, I scored the part only because um, the requirements were kind of specific. And I said, they said, like, how would you feel? Like, because your character would have a plastic bag put over her head and that's how she will die. And I said, well, um, I am a good swimmer, so I can hold my breath for a long time if that helps. So that might have been, you know, just the key that they needed to hear. Now, of you know, of course, it was true when we actually did it. Yes, I did have to hold my breath for a oh, long wow. time. <laughs> Because there's no tricks. There's no like air holes or anything like that because it was causing the bag to move if I could breathe at all. And also condensation was forming. And so anyway, I just, uh, I, and when I see the film now, I'm actually quite impressed about how long I can hold my breath with my mouth open and my eyes open and look suffocated. <laughs> Yeah, it's such an intense scene. And, and I, I wanted to ask, like, how, because it, it seems like, um, you know, the person doing that to you, it's just like, they're just going full force. It's, it's really <laughs> intense. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the great part was uh, Bob Clark, the director was uh, just such a lovely, I called him Uncle Bob. He was like a big, <laughs> lovely bear. And he was the one sitting opposite me 
uh, when we were in the attic and I was in the rocking chair and he had his foot on the rocker rocking me and he was talking me through it the whole time and he was making it actually if you can believe it he was making it fun it was (laughs) it was like a challenge it was like a game that we were playing and then the but before that the part that's in the closet where I actually am being strangled when I'm looking for the cat Claude that was Bert Dunk who was the cameraman who was in the closet behind the plastic bag with the camera sort of rigged on his chest and so it's it's his hands that are actually strangling me Hmm. it was very cool Bert Dunk did a lot of really cool stuff on that film because he sort of invented the early steady cam and it was his hands crawling up the trellis on the outside wearing the steady cam anytime you see um you know hands and so it's usually Bert's hands um the cameraman um, not giving anything away. Uh, try not to do too many spoilers, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's great. Um, so it sounded like um, Bob Clark was great to work with. Um, yeah, he was lovely. Yeah, he made it like the whole thing was like a Christmas party. <laughs> Even though, you know, and funnily enough, because you go, you would think making a horror film you know going in every day it might be a bit unsettling needless to say but it was actually always fun but you know bob clark his other christmas movie is a christmas story so (laughs) i mean he had a wonderful sense of humor and um and 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 really sort of a an early very innovative way of of doing horror films and and sort of really creating a genre that other people then ended up imitating yeah um yeah that's uh i mean 100 it's such an influential film uh and i'm kind of curious like when did you start um noticing that the film was was uh you know becoming a cult classic was there a, a specific time where you were like yeah yeah you know mike it was really i guess it started with them bringing it out on well it was even before like it was VHS but I think maybe it was really started to pick up once it came out on DVD Mm. and then really how I got kind of pulled into the melee of the horror convention and (laughs) people wanting to talk to me about it was through Facebook people found me on Facebook and they said hey you know did you were you the girl in the plastic bag in Black <laughs> Christmas? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was. It was a long time ago, but yeah. Anyway, so I started, um, I was, there were some guys in New Jersey who um, ran a horror con called Saturday Nightmares, and mm. they invited me to go to, to that. And I mean, it was incredible. Before that, I'd done some appearances in Toronto, but I'd never sort of gone out on the horror circuit. So then it kind of exploded. Nice. <laughs> kind of my own mini Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. Now, I know uh, your your co-star, Andrea Martin, uh, appeared in the uh, 2006 Black Christmas. Were you... Um, 
did they offer to uh bring you back as in a cameo or anything they they didn't but i'm assuming that's because i was dead (laughs) (laughs) um although you know I, i don't love to give too many spoilers but i even though i said i was dead i would have been very like skeletal by that point (laughs) wouldn't i Uh, there wouldn't have been much but probably some ashes left of me somewhere um and you know the the funny thing is i would love if you know i know there's been several sequels to black christmas now but i always wanted to come back and play mrs mac but see andrea got to do that um yeah and i was gonna say they could definitely like I, you know, was thinking they could definitely bring you back, like, as any character, you could just be a different... Yeah, well, hopefully, people will be listening to this very podcast, or (laughs) and they'll go, Mike, that's a brilliant idea, why don't we bring Lynn back, and then I'll have to pay you commission. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna, we're gonna put it out in the universe. Yes, Uh, I, I, I'm totally for that, totally, I put it out there. I also would really like someday to play the serial killer. So we've put that out yeah. there too. Yeah. Just a little See, old lady, you know, lives next door, invites you over for tea. Yeah. I and arsenic. I think you you kind of have the, the Mrs. Claus look. I feel like you could do oh, well, yes, I've played Mrs. Claus. I have <laughs> two Mrs. Claus Christmas movies called Santa Baby One and Santa Baby Two with Jenny McCarthy and yeah, playing my daughter, you know, and it's the usual kind of Hallmark story, you know, dad's had an accident and you have to come back from your high powered New York executive job to help out at the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, and actually talking about some some more of your recent projects, um, you did um, another Christmas movie last year, right? Ghosts of Christmas Past. Ghosts of Christmas Past. Yes, I got to play a fortune teller and I did another uh, horror movie playing a fortune teller this year that is called Kilgrin, K-I-L-L-G-R-I-N, um, which hopefully will come out in 2023. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I think I all together, I feel you count them. I'm maybe up to like six or seven Christmas movies, like all together, because I have a, oh. another one called Fur Crazy. And there's another couple ones that I can't even remember now because <laughs> there's <laughs> too many of them. Um, and the interesting thing that I just did was I was just working on a movie that Sofia Coppola was directing, which is. Wow. Uh, if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, a, a film version, her adaptation of the book Elvis and Me by Priscilla Presley. Oh, so wow. it's about Elvis and Priscilla, and I play Elvis's grandmother. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's very exciting. And, you know, you're definitely no stranger to like other cult films, you know, Curtains, uh, yeah. Fantastic, um, Strange See, Brew. I, I love talking one. about Curtains only because, because I don't have to do really any spoilers for Curtains 
only by saying to the fact that it's one of the few films that I am still in in the last reel of the film. <laughs> yeah. Because I've died so many different ways on film. <laughs> it's, you know, we laugh about it. We, we create lists and going, yeah, drowning, yes. Being set on fire, <laughs> yes. Jumping from the top of a high building, yes. Oh, yeah, dead, dead many ways. <laughs> Look um, at this face, you just want to kill it. <laughs> Um, now, when you do conventions, uh, like I said, you have a lot of like Black Christmas, obviously, but like I said, Curtain, Strange Brew. What, what's the film that most fans come up to you about? Is it Black Christmas? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, unless the convention, I mean, I did do a convention right before the pandemic in Pensacola, Florida, where we were doing um, a reunion for Strange Brew. So Dave Thomas was there and Angus McInnes and myself. Uh, it wasn't a really big reunion, obviously, because <laughs> there were just the three of us. Um, but that was primarily to talk about Strange Brew and to do a Q&A with the people there. So it was interesting because Strange Brew is probably funnily enough the one that gets the least attention but most but mostly because these are horror conventions yeah. specifically i think if i did like when i did do like a fan expo or a comic-con uh, they'd be interested in strange brew probably primarily um but i think too i, I mean the way conventions work they love to sort of reunite casts as much as possible and with Black Christmas, I, between myself and Art Hindle, we're the only ones going out representing it. Um, uh, Olivia, bless her heart, just did a convention for the first time. It may have been the first time, um, but it was a Romeo and Juliet reunion mm. but evidently a lot of people were talking to her about black christmas as well and that was at chiller this past well whatever month or whatever so maybe we'll get olivia to come out more and then we'll be able to do some more black christmas reunion yeah that'd be great was uh when was the last time that you saw olivia hussey was it way back when, when yeah way way back then although we are uh, constant Facebook friends oh, so nice. we're yeah we're always sharing photographs and um, definitely following the career of her daughter um, and uh, you know I mean it's interesting because these movies come up at Christmas time particularly because she played Mary right and so she's in uh, she's a mother of Christ as well so she has a lot of connections to Christmas as do I now um yeah no and, and what's funny is i i once heard uh, a really fun story um about steve martin uh actually coming up to uh olivia or yeah olivia hussey um on the i forget what what they were filming and he was like oh you're we're in one of my favorite movies and she's like oh romeo and juliet and he's like no black christmas i know i just heard this story <laughs> steve Come on, Steve, if you're out there, come on, give me a call. I'd love to chat about Black yeah, Christmas. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because <laughs> um, the only other, the other person that I was told it was favorite Christmas movie was Quentin Tarantino. Mm. So that's two pretty heavy duty uh, fans there. 
Yeah, I think but, you should yeah, be in his next movie. That Steve Martin likes it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's so funny. I was kind of curious, had you ever had a high profile like fan that was in the industry talked like want to talk to you about Black Christmas? Um um I don't know. I don't well, because when you're at conventions, you know, a lot of times there's like wonderfully famous people there that you get to sit and talk to. And I don't know whether they came up to me or I mean, I, I when I was sitting at a table at breakfast, was it breakfast or or a very late, late, late night? Um, you know, I just wanted a bowl of soup and I was sitting next to David Warner. And, wow. you know, I mean, I was like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm starstruck now. Um, the other person that I I scared was Paul McGann, who <laughs> is in Withnal and I mm -hmm. and also Doctor Who. So Paul McGann, I met at a convention and he looked very concerned when I told him my name because he thought that he'd actually dated someone named Lynn Griffin like way back in the day and that I was possibly stalking him but I, I said no it must be a different Lynn Griffin not me <laughs> you know there's lots of probably Lynn Griffins back in Wales or somewhere like that where my family came from hmm. um, but yeah, no no seems... one has actually said you know like taken me aside and well I don't know. I mean, maybe they have. And I, you know, I'm, I'm just so not, I don't talk about myself very much. And, and like, if you're, if you're working with someone like Meryl Streep, you don't sort of say, hey, have you seen my movie Black Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, and just, you know, a little aside, I did do a film with Meryl Streep. She was wonderful to me. Um, we were shooting in a hospital, everybody that came up to her that wanted their cast signed, like, you know, I'm talking broken legs, broken arm casts, she would sign. <laughs> That's great. And um, she was very nice to me because I was stuck behind a desk. I was playing a, a, a sort of pencil pusher at Johns Hopkins Hospital. And I wouldn't let her in to see the doctor that she wanted to see with her child. And so I was stuck behind this desk and the craft service guy went by, you know, with his tray of smoothies and walked right by me. I wasn't that important. And she looked over and she said, you've been sitting behind that desk all day. I'm going to go and get you a smoothie. Oh, she did. So, awesome. you know, I mean, there's those kind of moments <laughs> <laughs> with um, people that are, you know, totally I'm starstruck by and have had the great luck to be working with it's pretty impressive and um you try to be cool and try to be you know I'm just another actor but <laughs> it's um it's pretty exciting and and particularly let me just circle back to Olivia because when I was making Black Christmas of course I had mentioned that I was doing Shakespeare at the Stratford Festival in Canada and of course for me to be able to sit down and talk to Olivia about working with Franco Zaffarelli <laughs> and playing Juliet was really quite extraordinary. And and she did warm up quite a bit when mm. when I had mentioned that that was my background. 
Nice. Um, yeah. So it sounds like that was such, uh, you know, Black Christmas was such a great experience. It sounded like everybody kind of cultivated a really nice sort of working, yeah. uh, you know, like arena to, to. Yeah, know. I think we were, I mean, we were all pretty new to the game. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I was, you know, gobsmacked by Margot Kidder because mm. I certainly knew her work and, and, I mean, I was at that time, I, I and I had been cast a lot as the perpetual virgin. So <laughs> being with some of these other people that were a little more experienced than me was really kind of fun and exciting. But everybody was really easygoing. And, and there was a great sense that Bob Clark let us sort of be improvisational mm. and... Um, I mean, I don't remember some of the scenes being heavily scripted that we had to stick to. And certainly um, Margot, <laughs> Margot had a wonderful time <laughs> ad-libbing some, some scenes and um, being very uh, method in her work. God bless her and rest her soul. Um, yeah, was she fun to work with? Uh, oh my God, she's hysterical. I mean, and she's so... Um, spontaneous alive just in the moment she'll i mean that whole sequence with the turtles and i mean <laughs> yeah. even though the scene in the um cop shop in the police station was scripted she was certainly making a delicious meal out of that <laughs> scene and those words <laughs> that's awesome brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.